grace to you and peace from God our Father and his Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. One day, a wealthy father took his son on a trip to the country for the sole purpose of showing his son what it was to be poor. They spent a few days and nights on the farm of what would be considered a very poor family. After they returned home from the trip, the father asked his son, how did he like the trip? It was great, Dad, the son replied. Did you see how poor people can be, the father asked. Oh yeah, said the son. So what did you learn from the trip, asked the father. The son thought about it for a moment and answered, I saw that we have one dog and they have four. We have a pool that reaches to the middle of our garden and they have a creek that has no end. We have imported lanterns in our garden and they have the stars at night. Our patio reaches to the front yard and they have the whole horizon. We have a small piece of land to live on and they have fields that go on out of sight. We have servants to serve us, but they serve others. We buy our food, but they grow theirs. We have walls around our property to protect us. They have friends to protect them. The boy's father was speechless. Then the son added, it showed me just how poor we really are. Perspective, it's all about perspective because perspective is important. Our decisions and how we live our lives are based on how we see things. In that sense, perspective in the case of this story is often even more important than reality because how we see things, how we see life is important to how we respond. It influences our behavior, shapes our outlook, colors our responses. As we grow and mature, our perspectives change, sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse. In our gospel lesson today, Jesus teaches by parables, five of them, all about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, like yeast, like treasure buried in a field, like a merchant in search of fine pearls, like a net filled with both good and bad fish. We're going to take a few moments and look at a few of these parables. A mustard seed is small, but it's not the smallest of all the seeds. A mustard seed can grow into the greatest of shrubs, even a tree the birds can nest in its branches. It sometimes is regarded as a weed, but it grows faster than any plant and spreads over everything in a very short period of time. This metaphor symbolizes weak, minority, and humble people. It is meant for those who were seeking God, but due to the religious leaders of the time, were not allowed to be a part of God's holy children. These often included women, children, Gentiles, those who were sick and hungry, people on the margins. The mustard seed represents God's hospitality. This is how Jesus showed his compassionate heart to the weak, the vulnerable, and suffering people. He blessed them by saying that God's kingdom is happening among them right now and is intended for them. 
In verse 33, we find another important image of God's heaven. In this parable, the image of God is a woman. She mixes yeast with three gallons of flour to make a hundred pounds of bread. In first century Palestine, the image of leaven or yeast was often compared to corruption. But here, Jesus intentionally uses this symbol to celebrate diversity, an affirmation of inclusion. Jesus embraces all people as children of God. In Jesus' vision, God's kingdom is not one race or one dominant group, but rather a diverse background of race and cultures, coming together as sisters and brothers, as children of God. These two parables, the mustard seed and the yeast, convey elements of mystery and hospitality vital to God's kingdom. You can see the mystery as it relates to the amazing growth of God's kingdom from seemingly trivial beginnings. The mustard seed becomes a tree, remarkable product from an unlikely source. Likewise, the woman mixes a small amount of yeast, which works within the dough quietly, slowly, steadily, finally bringing about complete transformation of the dough, something that is delicious and nourishing. These parables are parallel, and here Jesus is saying that faith can appear small and insignificant, but can change one's whole life. But it is the next two parables that I really want to look at this morning, as they are both pretty remarkable. The kingdom of heaven is like a buried treasure and a pearl of great price. We all like to hear stories of unexpected good fortune, especially when these stories cause us to see it from a different perspective, just like in the story of the wealthy father's son. The messages of these parables is the unexpected nature of God, God coming to us when we least expect it and in wondrous ways. The parable of the hidden treasure reinforces the idea of the hiddenness of the kingdom. To the average person, all they saw was a plain field. It might have some value, but its true value was hidden from sight. If only they knew what treasures the field contained. Now we don't know how the man discovered the treasure. All we know is that he found it. He had to have this field. So he sold everything he had to buy it. No one else would have done this, but the man knew a great secret. The pearl of great price is like the former parable. A merchant came across an extremely valuable pearl. What is different here is that the value of the pearl is out in the open. Yet this merchant knew he had to have that pearl. He had to liquidate everything he had. Jesus relates this to the great value of the kingdom of heaven. Two parables, two treasures, one found by accident, the other earnestly searched for, but both treasures given to us by God. Sometimes it seems like we find the treasures of the kingdom of God by accident, like finding hidden treasure. Really, it's no accident at all. In the course of life, God prepares our hearts and guides our steps and leads us to the treasures of the kingdom, even without our knowing it or wanting it. Sometimes the treasures of heavens are found by searching, like the merchant looking for the pearls. We search because Without God, 
there is a void that is created in our lives, a separation from God. It is a separation that sin has caused. Living apart from God's word drives the search for something to fill that void. There is no peace. In the discomfort, we search for ways to fill the void. In seeking God, God will open our eyes to see the treasures that are laid before us. The treasures of forgiveness, righteousness, eternal life. These are spiritual treasures and can only be seen by people who seek the kingdom. Through God's word, he gives us eyes to see, ears to hear, and faith to possess the treasures found in Jesus. Through Jesus, the treasures of God's kingdoms can be treasured by all. Because transformation of the soul is gradual and sometimes unnoticeable, like the seed in the ground, the power of God's love is unlimited, like the mustard seed and the leaven. And this love is the most precious thing anyone would ever want, the treasure that's hidden in the field. In these parables, we are told what God treasures. God treasures you. You see, God so loved the field of the world because in it God found you, the treasure. For you, God sent the Son who sold all that he had, giving up his glory and majesty, being born human, suffering and dying to release you from sin and death, not with gold and or silver, but with his life. And through his suffering and death, you may be God's own and live in God's kingdom for eternal life. There is no price that we could ever pay to possess the treasures of God's kingdom so freely given. Having once been lost to sin, God sent the Son to do that which we could not do. For Jesus is our priceless treasure. So my question for you this morning is, what is the perspective with which moves you to make the greatest use of your gifts in the bringing about the kingdom of heaven? Are you the mustard seed who works for the growth and hospitality of the church that sees the possibility in the smallest of ideas, whose ministry might be altar guild or care team, prayer groups, ministries of true hospitality? Or are you the leaven who works quietly, slowly, and steadily to bring about a complete transformation of the community? One who works in the greater community to see the inclusion of those on the margins by such ministries as Laundry Love, Ship Ministry, Episcopal Relief and Development, PFLAG. Might your calling be to search for the treasures of the kingdom, searching by education and study, by such ministries as EFM, Education for Ministry, Bible Study, the study of the Book of Job coming in September, Priscilio, small group ministry? Or finally, are you one who, through God's grace, has found the treasure of God? And now realizing what you have, does everything possible to obtain that treasure? Are you sharing this treasure with others through leadership in the church, vestry, community leadership, assisting in worship? You see, the kingdom of heaven is any place and any moment where God's kingdom is breaking into our daily lives. The kingdom of heaven is our ministry of compassion, acceptance, forgiveness, authenticity, reconciliation, and peace. 
beyond our prejudice and self-interest. We reach out to our neighbors heart to heart. We share vulnerable hearts and pray for each other. We support each other in all times of need. I have witnessed many glimpses of the kingdom of heaven within this community. I know that our community at St. Wilfred's continues to be a place of hospitality, nourishing, searching, and finding God's kingdom. May the creator, redeemer, and sustainer continue to bless you with eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to love. Amen.